0: mickey mouse is in this movie disney made a deal with the producers to get mickey mouse in this movie tell me that doesn't look terrifying
1: you don't think a seven or eight year old kid watching this now not the
0: way the world is today where they have ipads and they can watch whatever they want what maybe a,
1: what a shame because it's a masterpiece maybe i, I don't kids are kids, ruined so <laughs>
0: Welcome to The Real Generation Gap. My name is Shane. I'm Fred Satilli. And this is the show where we review movies, old and new. And today we have a really old one recommended by Fred right here. And that is March of the Wooden Soldiers. Before we get into the review, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Most importantly, subscribe so we can keep doing these movie reviews. And uh, let's get straight into it.
1: Okay. And I want to get straight into it because this was my recommendation for a holiday movie. Yeah. And we just did a review on the movie Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and when I was little, this movie was shown every Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, and you, every said this... single kid in the whole town watched it
0: every yeah. time. And you, you've said this is the best holiday movie of all time. So. Absolutely, <laughs> and absolutely. you stand by that. A- absolutely,
1: and the funny part of this is. That people here in California, Mm -hmm. no one has ever seen this movie here. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned this over the last twenty-five years, and people, what, what, the March of the what? What?" I'd
0: never heard of this.
1: Anybody from New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or something knows every line of this movie. Really, you
0: still you think people younger than you, because you came out, this came out in what? Nineteen thirty four. Nineteen thirty four. Right. So you were probably what, like forty by that time, or right. exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, but you think really, really though, you think people today still know this movie over there?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely, they okay. do. Yeah. Okay. And, and that, it's it's shocking to me that no one here does. It's shocking to me because every line is a cliche. Hmm. Every the the circumstances. That, that take place in this. This movie has absolutely everything. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long, which is good attention span for a little kid.
0: That's a great attention span for me too. It's got, <laughs> yeah, right. That's, yeah, right. Uh,
1: what need I say? It's got romance, it's got music, it's got mythology, it's got horror, it's, it's got, got monsters, it's, it's got, got Santa uh, Claus. Mm-hmm. It has every nursery rhyme character plays a role in this whether it's the Mickey Mouse or the Three Little Pigs mm-hmm. or wh- whoever, Bo Peep, Losing Her Sheep. Mm-hmm. It just has it all. They, yeah. they, you know they, they, the, the king has got a king. They, they go in the dunking chair when they do a crime. Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff in that amount of time is fantastic. And on top of it all, Laurel and Hardy as Tweedledum and Tweedledee.
0: Yeah, I'd never heard of them, but they were pretty funny.
1: Yeah. You've never heard of Laurel and Hardy. No,
0: never heard of them. The
1: story starts with Mother Goose, opens up the nursery rhyme book, and she takes you to Toyland, where they make the toys that Santa Claus takes. Mm-hmm. Toyland, Toyland, Every Girl and Boyland. Yep, yep. And what happens there? There's the old woman that lives in the shoe and Bo Peep who lost her sheep. It's, it's got everything. Yeah. and then All these people, the drama that they have together. And then, of course, they need a villain. Mm-hmm. And that's the evil Barnaby.
0: And he's supposed to be like Scrooge, am I right? Yes. Okay, he's yeah, Scrooge. He's
1: that kind of a character, yeah. like like the one that everybody knows. They're respectful to him. Mm-hmm. They call him Mr. Barnaby, yeah, even when he's doing horrible yeah. stuff. Because back then, you called everybody Mr. When when I was growing up, if there was a guy who was a couple years older than you, yeah, Mr. Schildmeier, hmm you know that you'd be respectfully call an elder person Mister mm-hmm. or Miss or missus
0: Can't assume now.
1: Now it's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> you know everybody's, you know, yo, 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 right? It's, it's they're, 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 that that kind of decorum is gone. Yeah. And uh, the decorum, you think that's a
0: good or a bad thing?
1: It's a terrible thing. You think so? It's a collapse of culture. Hmm. Yeah, it's make it makes ugly culture. It doesn't make handsome culture. Hmm. Handsome, dignified culture. Right. So anyway, this movie, this guy here, Felix Knight, Tom, Tom, the Piper's son, a wonderful top tenor. And he does three musical numbers. I didn't even realize until now, watching it recently, that there were three numbers because there's one of them that's the hot one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when he's he's lulling Bo Peep to sleep because they're in the netherworld and she's tired and she's scared. And so he's lulling her to sleep. And look what happens when he wants her to go to sleep. Little gnome guys come and sprinkle fairy dust over them to make them fall asleep. Right. The sand in your eye, like the sa- you see the Sandman. Yeah. Everybody's in this movie. <laughs> Every- nothing's left out.
0: Yeah. So when I first turned it on, um, it's very much gave me vibes like The Wizard of Oz. Like it's an actual set you could tell it's like theatrical versus cinematic i would say you know it's very theatrical totally. right everyone presents themselves towards the audience you know it seems like a like a theater piece um and the music was very wizard of oz like seemed very like old school movie and uh, i was pretty much like oh i don't want to watch this then my friend came over while i was like you know a few minutes in he's like what the heck are you watching and then somehow we both got super sucked into it. We kept saying, "What the heck are we watching? What the heck are we watching?" But we, we enjoyed it, and it was. It's, I find it funny that this was made for kids because I find it found it kind of tormenting and kind of really scary. Kids were tougher than <laughs> kids could I handle found it kind of scary because they,
1: because s- the monster they face is the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. What could be more classic than the boogeyman?
0: Exactly. Yeah. This I is agree. the first
1: movie with boogeyman and they were scary, right? Mm-hmm. Their faces and everything were mm-hmm. horrifying.
0: Well, I found more scary than the boogeyman though was first of all, Mickey Mouse is in this, is in this movie and uh, Disney made a deal with the producers to get Mickey Mouse in this movie. Tell me that doesn't look terrifying. And uh, do you have it? Yeah, play? it's very sardonic. Look how he moves. Yeah, it's look ver- how well, he, he was a
1: marionette.
0: It looks like he's a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch. Yeah, and Oh, there's this, the hey-diddle-diddle, diddle, yeah. the cat and the, the fiddle. The cat was kind of scary, too. The cat was scary, yeah. It was very scary. Yeah, you see, he's
1: a marionette. You yeah. don't see any strings, though, do you? No,
0: no strings. Hey. And so I just found it very creepy, and this... And,
1: and his thing was when the boogeyman attacked Toyland, he got in a blimp yeah. that had a bicycle that you rode mm-hmm. the bicycle It made the propeller go in the blimp, and then he threw little, little firecracker bombs yeah. onto the boogeyman... Uh, so great. Everybody had their own way of fighting the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. They had their own their own n- little unique.
0: Yeah. Weapon to their character. I thought, yeah, I so saw Mickey Mouse being in this alone, I thought was very interesting, especially like you said, a marionette version Yeah, because he uh, wasn't in Mother Goose. No. Yeah, he's not. He's not really even a, a classic, you know, mm-hmm. fairy tale. He's, right. He's a character from Disney. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they said I read that they put him. They made a deal to put him in this to have some relevance, you know.
1: I heard a great. I heard a great Disney joke. The guy said, "I went to see Disney on Ice. Turned out it was just an old man in a freezer." Oh,
0: <laughs> I get that. That's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was a pretty interesting movie. I don't think it holds up as well today, but I think it would have a great place amongst like stoner culture oh totally (laughs) totally yeah Yeah. if you're
1: yeah if you're baked you can watch this movie if you freaked out all the way yeah i
0: I think it it might be like a cult classic for stoner culture um i don't think it would hold up today's audience i don't think you can get people to watch this convince them Um, it's
1: it's context you couldn't you couldn't make this this has to be an old movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole real generation gap thing. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be in context. When I show you these movies, you have to know the time. Yeah. You know, it's well, the, I could tell. Doctor Strangelove, when it came out in its time, it was so topical and on point. Yeah. That the audience loved it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this. This mm. was I, I I watched it my entire I would say from eight to eighteen every Thanksgiving you know when you get older somehow it still remained irresistible it's like well it's thanksgiving we're going to watch march of the wooden soldier mm-hmm. this is before they had snoopy christmas mm-hmm. or anything like that
0: what's the one with the lamp is that a christmas story is that what's called the lampshade it's a leg and it's a kid with his oh little yeah gun? right i think that that's is the one, one that was like i'd never even really watch it but that was the one like, that was always Macaulay on or something. yeah i don't think it's him but it, yeah <laughs> it looks somebody like, like that yeah. one of
1: those kids
0: yeah so that that was kind of the one that was on on Thanksgiving for me, but I never even really paid attention to that. So the fact that you this was on every year till you were eighteen.
1: Well, you have to realize every single person, every kid watched this. Mm-hmm. My little league team, all those kids watched it. Like during that time, there was no kid on the street anywhere. Mm-hmm. They were all in there glued to this because their one chance. Same thing with the Wizard of Oz. When the Wizard of Oz was on, you watched it.
0: Yeah, everything
1: else was canceled. You weren't doing your homework. You didn't
0: care, you know. And that's another generation gap right now too, because we have Netflix, we have Amazon TV, we have Hulu. We can choose what we want to watch. You know, once a year, I want to watch this. If I want to watch this Christmas movie, I can put that on right now. If I want to watch this other one, I can put it on tomorrow. But back then, it was you know, this is what time it's airing. Catch it or miss it. Right. That's that's pretty interesting to think about. Right. And it was that way. Because at at that exact moment in time, like you said, everyone was glued in.
1: When when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan on Sunday evening, the following Monday morning, the entire United States talked about it. Mm -hmm. Everybody watched that. Everybody from kids to adults. Yeah. There was nothing else going on. And then I guess after that, you watch Bonanza. <laughs> but, but anyway... Um,
0: I do I, like Bonanza.
1: I want everybody in California to see this. I, 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 I feel bad that you don't know this. When, <laughs> when, that, when Barnaby stalled the three little Pig, right? Elmer. Mm-hmm. And they, they found the sausages in Barnaby's cellar to prove that he had killed the pig. And then Laurel and Hardy were sitting there and Stan Laurel started eating the sausages. They were at exhibit C, you mm-hmm. know? And he had that line where he goes... It tastes like pig. And then he says, see if, you, see if you think, I think it tastes like pork. And he said, it's not pig nor pork, it's beef. <laughs> and then that's how they knew that the pig was still alive because the yeah. sausages were beef sausages, right? Anybody my age knows that line. Like every time they eat a sausage, they think it's not pig nor pork, it's beef. Hmm. And it, the fact that I came out here to California 25 years ago and I would allude to these things. I'd make a, like a statement like that, and they look at me like I was insane. It's sad to me. Yeah. It really is. It's like you missed your whole childhood. Hmm. So, yeah. that, if, that's why... If, I if went- you're
0: an East Coaster and you're watching, I would like to know if you guys have seen this movie, if you know what Fred's talking about, because I had never heard of this prior to him recommending this. So, I find that very interesting that you think it's an East Coast thing.
1: How about when... Stan Laurel reached into Barnaby's pocket, and the the mousetrap got him, and Barnaby said,
0: the Big bait catches big rats.
1: Everybody my age knows that line. Yeah. Everybody knows big bait catches big rats. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: I, I had fun with it.
1: What, what did you think about the boogeymen attacking Toyland? I thought
0: it was scary. I thought it was pretty creepy. Yeah. And... Uh, it's very uh it's like a very old movie it almost reminded me of the the flying monkeys from wizard of oz actually right. which is also very yeah, scary because
1: first of all they were attacking little kids yeah. <laughs> right little kids were being grabbed by the boogeyman mm-hmm. and those child actors they had a, they were mm-hmm. you know these guys dressed up in the boogeyman the boogeyman mm-hmm. mask was horrifying yeah.
0: the the cat the guy
1: in yeah, the, the the cat in the, the fiddle <laughs> yeah.
0: right yeah
1: and then the mouse antagonizes him all through the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the beginning, it had everything. It had every kind of drama. It had romance, mm-hmm. right? The Tom-Tom the Piper's son and wanted to marry little Bo Peep, but the evil Barnaby wanted Bo Peep. And he was trying to finagle a way to get her. And It's pretty creepy, too. <laughs> finally, oh, yeah. It was horrifying. And yeah. finally, he abducted her to... to to where the boogeyman the underworld Mm -hmm. right you had to go down the well or on the on the raft Mm -hmm. you know like the river sticks right like had a raft over to the boogeyman land there's that movie covers a lot of ground (laughs) a really lot of ground there's a lot of people in it a lot of sub stories Mm -hmm. and like you said it's not that long no it's, it's you know it's like an it's like Four or five episodes of The Honeymooners, how they covered all that. The, those Honeymooner episodes are like 20 minutes long, and they tell you this gigantic story, every mm. one. This was the same way. They got a lot in there.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: And, of course, the original's in black and white, which is the only way to see it.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I saw the recolored version, so, oh, right. or the colored version, yeah.
1: And, and how was the coloration?
0: Um, It was it was cool. I liked it.
1: They did a good I, job? It, yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean... It didn't look...
1: Yeah, it, like it was done with magic markers or anything. No, no, like no. That.
0: It looked yeah. it's very interesting how they do that and I, I think that's that alone is amazing. And I believe they colored it in the 80s.
1: Colorization is a process which began when computers first became introduced to the film process in the 1980s, most notoriously when uh, Ted Turner uh, bought up the entire MGM library to start Turner Classic Movies and before that TNT Television. Um, He began aggressively colorizing films uh, because he figured that there was no market for them as black and white movies. Unfortunately, there is some truth to this. Um, Surveys have shown that Uh, 50% of your audience will tune out immediately upon seeing a black-and-white image. You lose 90% of your audience with a subtitled film. And so the colorizing old movies seem like a way to bring these films into the future and wring some additional dollars out of them. Of course it destroys the the values of the films, the black-and-white cinematography. You know,
0: So. so yeah, I don't know. I think maybe if you showed it to like a super little kid, they might be interested, but I just don't think it would hold up today. I think oh, it, you don't
1: think a seven or eight-year-old kid watching this now would, wouldn't
0: be enchanted with it? Not the way the world is today where they have iPads and they can watch whatever they want. What Maybe. A, what a shame because it's a masterpiece. Maybe. I, I don't Kids have are kids, ruined. I don't know. <laughs> kids are ruined. Maybe, but yeah. I I this movie think was to, magical. I, I wouldn't go that far. I think it was fun. I think it was fun. Okay. But I, I can see how it holds um, some sentimental value oh, to you. Oh, man.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I just, I, I wanted you to see it and I wanted everybody else to see it. That's what the show is about, right? Mm-hmm. The, the real generation gap. Would you be pissed if they remade it? Huh? Would you be pissed off I, if they remade I, it? I would have
0: to see the remake. Okay, so you you would be open to it?
1: Uh, definitely. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. The fact that there's no CGI. I mean, no. this stuff yeah. is, you know, there's marionettes and people. that There's a guy in that cat costume. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know probably a very tiny guy and even a lot of the camera movements are very clunky oh yeah very old school very yeah
1: you see what they're like yeah you know, they're zooming in <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's a guy to do, walking
0: towards yeah, you yeah they try to do a truck shot and it's just like all over the place and you know you kind of have to watch that and accept it for the time like you said so
1: this is this is the holiday movie this is the holiday season now this is the time to do it it's it's from Babes in Toyland. It takes mm-hmm. place. Santa Claus is in the movie. He is in the movie, yeah. You know? I just want to turn everybody on to this. So let me guess. And if they don't like it, well,
0: you know. <laughs> let me guess. You're giving it a 10 out of 10? Oh, there's no question.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, in a, it's almost in a class by itself. It's almost yeah. a, you know, as you said, you see The Wizard of Oz... Mm -hmm. you know i think the wizard of oz was just before the war right it's like like 39 i'm not sure something like that right and they they had the color part Mm -hmm. right when they started to event that this is before that Mm -hmm. and uh, it's trailblazing stuff Mm -hmm. and and laurel and hardy were huge superstars of comedy Mm -hmm. at a time when comedy was mostly slapstick Mm -hmm. you know there was the charlie chaplin and
0: buster keaton stuff and
1: they were inventing all this.
0: And I think that style of comedy really does hold up. Like, It's just pure comedy, you know? Right. It's just fun. It's fun. You you always like to see someone yeah, get these, hit, hit these, in the back of the head. Or, and that
1: just happens over yeah. and over, like these two guys. And it's even the very end shot of the whole movie, we won't spoil it, right? Mm.
0: It's the most slapstick thing yeah, ever. Yeah, Right. absolutely. So, yeah. I Ten. I'm going to go... Uh, I really don't think it holds up, but I had fun with it. So I'm going to say like a 6.5. Okay. 6.5. It was, it was a fun time, but I probably wouldn't watch it again. But you know what, Fred? If I ever have kids, I will make them watch it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see
1: what they say. I'll see
0: what they say. They'll
1: watch it on their pad. Yeah, right? They exactly. can watch it on their,
0: exactly. you know. I do have nieces, though, so maybe I'll throw it at them and see what they say.
1: I I would be honored if you would. And for the for the people watching this video, I really hope you watch this. I I feel like it's a mission in life to bring this kind of stuff to people. Mm. You would never see this without me. No, no, and I'm hoping that this will be the case for a million other people. Hopefully,
0: because it's a masterpiece. (laughs) You know, it's the beginning. It's. It is the beginning of cinema, I'll give it that, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for watching The Real Generation Gap. This has been a review of March of the Wooden Soldiers, a recommendation by Fred. I'm Shane Schildmayer. I'm Fred Satilli. And we'll catch you guys at the next one. As always, guys, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Are you going to check out Fred's recommendation? Do you think it's too old? Do you think it stands up to today's standards of what kids can pay attention to? Can adults enjoy it? Let us know what you think um and as always please subscribe that's most important we need those subscriptions to keep doing these reviews until then we'll catch you guys at the next one